na na na. Hey people, it's the Soul Man Zalon and welcome to Conversations with Zalon. Um, I decided uh, to create this podcast simply because I feel that I speak to many different people and they're either really entertaining, informative, inspiring or motivating conversations or just a good laugh. And I've always felt like it would be so amazing if people would be able to have a window into the conversation. So here we are. And today we have a special guest called Jay Moore. Jay Moore, welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jay Moore, Jay Moore is a good friend of mine, um, like really, really good friend. I've known him for so many years. If I tell you how many years I've known him, you'll know, you'll be able to start hmm. calculating my age. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just say I've known him for, I don't know what. Let's say <laughs> seven <up>. years. <laughs> seven times four. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I've known I've known Jay many many years now, um, and I wish I didn't. I'm joking. Now. No, um, no, I've known Jay many years. Um, he's a, a singer. He's a producer, but he's really talented all around. He he. Uh, Jay, maybe you should tell a bit about you. Uh, a bit about yourself yeah. and uh, 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 how maybe how we even how we even met. Yeah, know? man. So um, as as you said, Zalon, um, I'm a singer, producer, songwriter, um, and have been for for en- enough years to count and too few years to um, scream about. And I'm obviously we know each other from church. So we're both singers, but we know each other from church and we grew up together because of the fact that we're musicians, because of the fact that we love music. Um, but we're both from the same Northwest, same, same Halsden. Um, and, and bro, like you're, you're kind of my big brother in, in music, man. You've been a mentor and a, and a coach and a guidance uh, system for me for, for many years in my career, man. So you know, from learning to, to write, from learning to network, from learning to really express myself to fans and supporters. Like, that's how we know each other. Um, and also, obviously, you're my big brother from me actually just staying over at your house, hanging with Ishma, your younger brother, and uh, annoying your mum. And you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, definitely annoying. <laughs> so... No, um, so so tell me, let's let's go back. Why is it that, yeah. like, why is it that you wanted to be a singer? What's the reason? Um, interestingly, I feel like my reasons have changed as I've gotten older. Um, mm. When I was younger, I wanted to be a singer because it was the thing that stopped uh, people bullying me in school. It was the the thing that that um, it got me out of my arm being threatened for breakage from my brother. He was like, if you don't sing to the family now, break your arm. So I wanted to sing. Straight away, I wanted to sing. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> that's motivation for anyone, you know. Um, and then as I got older, I started to realise I was getting girls from singing. So then it becomes my kind of motivation through my teen years growing up. And then I guess as I got into adulthood, I realised that I was able to create songs that people had in their head. So... I would sing a song at a concert. Somebody would come to me and be like, I needed to hear that so I could go and have that conversation I needed with my girlfriend, my mm. friends or my community or whatever. And mm. it then became my tool of expressing 
that connection between me and the people around me, me and my community, me and the world. So mm. I guess now in this age, it's it's more of a vessel for my for my message, more of a vessel for expressing myself and being open in the world, you know? And um, so now, mm. where is it that, like, Music, obviously, music's obviously played a massive part in your life. Mm. But where where do you kind of see yourself going in the long term with music? Is it something that, um, do you have any kind of defined goals or plans or aspirations? Yeah, I've got to get that Grammy, bro. That's right. That's the almost like the first step, interestingly. But it's, it's a, a massive benchmark in my career, especially since finding out about producers like Quincy Jones, writers like Quincy Jones, who was able to be a musician in terms of the performance aspect, uh, mm. a producer in terms of the artist development aspect, and a mm. composer in terms of the the freedom to express aspects. Mm. Seeing seeing men like that from 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, and the success still rings true now, and he, even if he's less active, we're still listening to his songs, songs that he wrote, produced, co-wrote, featured on, performed himself. And mm. I, I guess that's the benchmark for me is using all of my skills in one career and and being able to climb my own ladder. So I kind of see so my- what it what is it about the accolade that's so important to you? Because uh, well, the, I feel like the Grammy Award for me is is the world expression back to the creator saying, "Yeah, you've connected with us." Mm. So that's why I've, I've been able to see it in my career as a good benchmark. It's like, okay, mm. you have that. It is the token that says the world heard you. Mm-hmm. So I, part of the, you know, when you say every conversation is a two-way street, right? Mm-hmm. Now I can scream and shout my music as much as I like. Mm. And eventually it'll be time for the audience hearing it to turn around and say, we hear you. Right. And uh, I love that we hear you in the conversation about each song because mm. that's almost like a, a microcosm of what it is that I'm actually aiming for. Mm. Because when I get onto the stage of the Grammy, it's going to be a space of, oh, the world hears you. We all hear you. Thank you for it. And I will be able to say thank you for allowing me the, the forum, the platform to sing. And so, how, how, do you, how do you have an idea of how you anticipate to receive a Grammy? Like, um, is there an actual plan in place or is it just like, you know, like you're just going with the flow? Let me tell you something amazing that I've learned recently. It's, uh, it's like having an internal guidance system, right? Where you know the Grammy is for music that you've written for a movie. And so me, me my Grammy is for music that I've written for a movie or rather music that I've written for an artist that is in a movie. So the music appears as the soundtrack or in a, one of the big scenes when you see the victory. And they sing, and it goes into that space there. Mm-hmm. And the song goes wild. And that's what the song's for. And mm-hmm. so that's what the award becomes for. And I'm actually now just mapping backwards from the award rather than mapping forwards from here. Does that make sense? Um, so, so you're saying that you... Explain it in a different way so I can understand. Okay, so 
this is like knowing the destination mm. has been enough for me. So I can tell every time I make a move in my career today. Understood. Yes. 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 I, track. I, I, I'd done something. So I, well, I've done things like that very similar, especially when I was working with Amy Winehouse. Mm. I, I had a very clear goal and the things that I wanted for my life. Mm. And I always saw it as I had two doors. One door would take me closer to my objective and one would take me once or one, one, one step further towards my goal. And one would take me one step away from my goal. Yeah. And in every action I would, I would ask, is this thing I'm about to do, is this is this thing I'm about to invest in, is this place that I'm about to go, is it going to take me one step further mm. towards, um, one step close to my goal or further away? Mm. You know, I, I, um, should I stay in studio or should I go out and party? Well, if I stay in studio, it's going to take me one step closer. You get right. the point. Exactly. You know? Um, so once you get the Grammy, yeah. um, I'm presuming you're going to feel like quite fulfilled but then then what after that that's a great question Zal that's an that's an amazing question because what happens with especially in my career what happens is every time I reach a landmark it's like the the shrouded the clouded part of the next stage in your life opens up and you then see the next set of opportunities and possibilities and you create again from there. So my overall goal for my career is to impact and change the way the music industry operates in terms of its expression, authenticity, its freedom. And once I hit the, the landmark of Grammy, done, the next set of opportunities will eliminate. And then I can say, let me select from here. So... Mm. Um, interestingly, the, the end goal, I see me sitting down in, in my house next to the water, reading a book. So <laughs> when, you, when anyone says, where, where is this all going? It's going to a state of relaxation and peace. Mm. But inside the career, once the Grammy arrives, or once I arrive in the space of the Grammy that I receive, the next stages, the next step and the next goals will just they'll show themselves. So can you can you not have peace now? Oh yes, I have peace knowing that I'm working on choice. I'm working on something I've created in my mind. That's mm. already a peaceful state. But I'm talking about the vision of what that peace looks like in in the physical sense. Right. So I can live every day. I wake up every day knowing I chose my career, I chose where I'm living. I chose my friends. I chose mm. being happy. But the next stage in, in the sense of creating the world around me is actually physically putting in place those things. So mm. the house that I want to live in isn't even in the country I'm currently living in. Right. So I know I'm working towards a house somewhere else. And I know where that is. I know Ghana is where that house is. So right. while I'm building towards that house in Ghana, I'm still experiencing the peace. But I'm talking about literally reading a book in my house by the water, in the physical. It's, 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 it's quite interesting because I believe you can do that now. And, and in sense of that, that reality can happen in the present moment whilst everything else is going on. And I think sometimes we believe that our aspirations are so far away and that we have to go through this journey in order to achieve it. But that is something that can be achieved in the present moment. Um, I 
I, I, I agree though, but I think the only reason sometimes we choose to go through the journey is because that's where the fun is. That's where Absolutely. the yeah, struggle, I hear oh, that. can I, can't I? Yeah, I remember, you know? I remember, I remember Pink saying something similar to that the, 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 the turbulent journey of her, the ups and downs of her trying to build her career was one of the, the most like exciting parts of her career. Now that everything, mm -hmm. she's in a space now where everything she's doing is connecting and she's got the fans and stuff, it's now like just a process, it's, it, you know, because, yeah. you know, um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I guess for me, I mean, there's, there's kind of, um, there's some things that we run that were parallel, but there's some shifts that have happened within my life that gives me a different um, feeling. So, for example, mm. I always... I always was passionate about music, and my 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 dad, uh, Dr. Montado, my um, my stepdad, Drummy from from Aswad, um, were a major part of my life. So I always wanted mm -hmm. to be a singer, um, and I loved Michael Jackson, and I wanted to be a star. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to have fans. I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to be. You know. Uh, I, I wanted to do music. You know, um, and then as I grew up and I started this group when I was uh, in my teenage years, um, which was not that long ago. <laughs> and um, um, I remember that that the ethos behind the group at the time was that, you know, music was the most important thing. Um, and nothing was more important. So not even girls at the time, meaning it didn't mean that, what? you know, yeah, no, no. But what, what I meant is it didn't mean that we didn't entertain girls, but we didn't allow it to become a distraction mm. for us. Um, and because it was just an idea of that, like, it was like, you will, there will always be the option of having a, a um, having a female attention. There will always be that option. Mm. Um, but your career is not something that you will always have. And so, focus on that and then that will come as and when you know meaning so if you had to like oh should I just stay at home with my girlfriend or should I go to rehearsal go to rehearsal like put in the work you know um as I got older um things changed um right. uh, so especially when I was working with Amy um I was around a lot of the things that I had aspired and it became normal so being around celebrities private jets or staying in hotels or like the touring life and fans and all these things became a lifestyle it became a part of my lifestyle and so um when amy um was saying she was gonna you know uh you know record my album um i was trying to do everything just to get a number one, just to try to have success. And it just never worked. No one really cared. It was just like, cause you just, I was just trying to, to do that. And mm -hmm. so she kind of just pulled me to a side one day and was like, Zalon, look, in a nutshell, she was saying, you don't need to do all of that. Like, you know, you could just sing about plastic bags, plastic bags, plastic bags, if that, like, I think it was dustbin bags, she said, but dustbin bags, dustbin bags, dustbin bags, mm -hmm. if that's your truth, but just connect with that. Anyway. As I did start connecting and start creating things that was more like authentic with me, that's when people started connecting. So, and mm. at that point, what happened is I realized I wasn't trying to 
receive any praises for anyone. And as a byproduct of that, that's how people started connecting. Mm. And so I realized that in my, in, in, and this is my walk in life, but in my, yeah. me trying to have acceptance from people just didn't work. Right. And so I kind of felt like, well, that's not going to work. So like, let me be authentic, do what makes me happy. And then whoever connects with it, connects with it. So I also, I think in that process, like, it's not saying I don't want a Grammy. Like I'd, I'd, I'd love a Grammy. I'd love a Grammy, not because I want the Grammy. It's not the award, but it's because of the access. It, 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 mm -hmm. it solidifies a concept in people's mind mm -hmm. as to, oh, he's, he's, um, and it's all, it's all an illusion really. Right. <laughs> it's not real. It's just like, but like he's, he's gone to a different echelon in music because he's now a Grammy artist and he's in a sense separated from everybody else. Right. It's an illusion. So I like that, but it isn't necessarily my motivation mm -hmm. um, anymore. Also, like I, I realized um, that um, once you start ticking off things from your, your dreams, your got like life goals, um, this is the reason why I asked you is like, what next is because there's some, it's like a, a bunch of things that I've ticked off and I never found, um, I wasn't sure what to do next because it's like, if you've prayed for something for so many years, like what, 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 what is there left? So to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Because if this has been your whole focus, something you pray about, um, so let me, sorry, let me, let me just interject here, right? Because yeah. this is something that's always been so important to me in realizing and I've I've spent so much of my career really in this realization that you're always going to be able to tick things off the list. And bro, for example, you are one of the most talented guys just out here. Period. So we've been able to watch you and ourselves, obviously, tick massive, massive goals off our list. Mm. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, "Well, Ray, I've still got I've still got a, a burning desire." to achieve mm. so the ticking of the list is almost a symptom of the personality type of achiever so you'll put things on your list so you can tick them off but it depends and, on your it depends on your why so if uh -huh. your why changes so for example like um i i one time i wanted to be famous yeah right and that's quite an ego, that's an ego drift, comes from an ego driven place. Yeah. So once you get to a place where you're like, I don't need that. I don't, that doesn't fulfill me in order to just get praises from people. Yeah. Then it no longer becomes something that you desire. So yeah. for example, I remember I had a tour in Spain and as soon as I got off the plane, I had an interview and then I had another interview back to back. And then I'd done a photo shoot. Then my food came. And then halfway through my food, I had a photo shoot. And then I had another interview. I didn't enjoy it. Like, at one point, right. I would have thought, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But I'm like, this isn't what I enjoy. Like, I really, out of everything, out of all of it, I just really enjoy performing. Like, mm -hmm. I like studio's cool, but it doesn't give me the same as just performing because that's my authentic ex expression of as to why I started it in the first place. Mm -hmm. But you have to do all of this other stuff. So the motivation changes because I'm not going for the same desire. And, 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 and now I'm not trying to, I guess, take from the world. I'm trying to give. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, it's about legacy and it's about having a contribution, offering a perspective. This, this is what I mean. Again, 
is at every stage of your career and of your life, you've reached a new space by achieving what you set out to achieve. Then what happens? You realize what you wanted out of that achievement and what you didn't want out of that achievement and created a new set of goals. There are people, Zalon, and we might not notice because we live among ourselves. Like we, me, you, Zal, Ash, Chris, um, Ish, Rihanna, Izzy, Adama, Lasha. Like there's, there's a lot of us, bro. And then what happens is we start thinking that the way we think is the way everyone thinks. It's not. There are people who are fine to not achieve anything new tomorrow than what they achieve today. Mm. We're not like that. What happens is we hit a goal and then we look at it and say, what do I want from that? What do I don't want from that? What do I don't want, you know? What do I not want from that? And then we create a new set of goals. So you had a goal of um, fame. You achieved a certain level of that and looked into that world and said, ah, there's some that I want, there's some that I don't want. Then you created a new set of goals and those were based on performing, reaching big audiences internationally. You hit a certain amount of goal, um, targets in that goal um, space and looked at it and said, oh, what do I do want from that? What do I don't want from that? And created a new set of goals again. Now you're in a space of legacy because your personality type, part of it is about achieving. You're a, you're a high achiever. Once you reach a goal that you've said to yourself, wow, I've created a legacy, I can almost guarantee you're going to look to the next thing to create and then go and create it. Possibly. It's very funny um, because, you know, people uh, often refer to me as a high achiever. Mm. And it's very weird because the concept of myself is I don't feel like I'm a high achiever at all. And um, that's part of the personality type, bro. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Do you know why? And and I had this I had this fantastic, this fantastic discussion um, uh, yesterday with a, a lady called Sonia. Um, and she does like, you know, uh, like meditation and kind of spiritual, uh, like a spiritual awareness of self, you know. And mm-hmm. I, through that discussion, I realized that I associate progression with action, right? But mm-hmm. there's also a state of being like, so we don't have to be human doings. We can, we are, we're supposed to be human beings, right? Which means yes. that there's a time to just be. And B, does, yeah. does, just because you're being, it doesn't mean there's not a progression. Like to consume mm-hmm. information is not an action, but it's being. And so mm-hmm. I always associate doing the action. And so because of that, I don't feel like as, um, as like a, a high achiever, although there is a consistent progression because of my approach to things. So, for example, mm-hmm. I will uh, create relationships that are strengthened and produce results consistently over the years. And so those Mm. people are empowered to bring me opportunities and business. Um, But day to day, I'm not necessarily doing anything. Um, So that makes me feel like, oh, you're not a high achiever because today you didn't do, you didn't do anything. But Mm. my career progresses because of the way I build my relationships and I structure my business. So to speak, you know, um, so I guess that's where in my mind I have to create that shift in realizing that. I feel like that shift in realizing that will change almost everything because there are certain things in our life, bro, that we don't realize we are successful at 
because they are standard. I haven't spent a minute this day, this week, wondering how I'm going to take my next breath because I'm a successful breather. I can just do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I have wondered today so many times, how am I going to record this next song? How am I going to write this next lyric? Because in my mind, I see myself as requiring a benchmark or a landmark in that, um, in that journey of songwriting and composition in order to let me know that I'm moving forward in it. But if you look at the things you are naturally good at, you are naturally good at them. So you don't think about them. It's the things that you assume that you're not. And the good thing about having that journey is you can, we set our own goalposts all the time. And you're, the good thing you have in your career, the blessing you have, is that you're able to do it um, consciously. A lot of us do it subconsciously. We set our goalposts based on other people's achievements. Mm. But what we, what we do to free ourselves at some point in our life is we stop looking outside and we look inside for our landmarks, for our, for our goals and for the things that make us feel excited to progress. Mm. Like one of my big things, like you just said, this year is, has been meditation. And through meditating, I'm able to just be. And I thought meditation would allow me to be with myself. Mm. And it's not. That's not what meditation does. It's part of it. But what meditation has done for me is that it has allowed me to be everywhere with everyone mm. all the time. What does that mean, by the way? And what that means is I live my life consciously inside my body. Mm. And through maturing, evolving myself and moving forward in my understanding of what it means to be and to be human, um, I've realized there's more of my life in other people's lives than in mine. And what that means is my life has touched more lives than just my own. So when you spend time just in your in the shell that you live in, the body that you live in, there is one life there. But when you when I realize, oh shoot, I wrote for Zalon, I wrote for Ishma, I wrote for Jem, I wrote for uh, you know Izzy, I wrote for when you start looking at where you've impacted, that's you in their life. That's your life inside their life. Right. So there's more lives that your life has touched than just your own. Mm. There is more life outside of your body than inside of your body. Mm. We are just trained and programmed to localize. We think mm. we're just here, which is to me, one of the reasons why you're such a successful musician, such a successful artist, is that you, your aim when you hit stage is to take yourself out of your body and put your mind into other people's bodies. Take your emotion and share it. Take mm. your experiences and share them. Let your life be outside of your body. So music is, the, is one of the ways that we chose to do that, right? Mm. And so meditation has helped me see just how far my consciousness can be rather than just in my house, in my, in my room, sitting in front of my computer. I feel like I'm next to you right now, bro. Right. Wow. Okay. 
and I, and I understand what you're saying about with the stage thing because um as when I was younger my my um my ambition was look how good I am look how great I can sing mm. and then when it became less about me and just channeling that energy through and it was considering like like making the experience for the audience for as a as a whole as the room I found that uh there was like a there's like a there's like an energy in the room at my concerts where people leave feeling a lot lighter than when they came mm -hmm. and it's it's something that I can't really describe but I realized it when I made a shift from it being about I and made it about us mm -hmm. um I noticed that the the, the, the energy had changed I feel like what that is is you expressing there so that what I mean by that is it's an emotion that you have created and you have generated and you've enjoyed experiencing that emotion so much mm. you want them to have that emotion mm. you've gone out on stage with a, with a with an intention of i love this emotion so much i would love to see how you feel and experience that emotion so mm. let's take a journey together so you can feel how amazing this emotion feels how did you get into meditation and who, like, where, like, how did my you get mom, into it? It was my mum. Okay, that's a, it's mm, it's not a lie, but it's it's inaccurate. My mum passing is what got me into meditation. Right. But my mum meditating is what highlighted the availability of meditation to me. My mum has been meditating since I was maybe ten years old, yeah. and I made a choice to put my bed or to take the room downstairs from her bedroom and put my bed directly underneath her bed and the reason why from a young age the reason why was because i'd say mum i need this da, 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 da. or i would like to achieve this da, 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 da. and my mum would say okay i'll meditate on it and i'd be like yes <laughs> every time you meditate it works and she she she'd describe to me this journey she'd be on where she was She'd go up into the sky and she'd see herself floating above the earth and then see herself elevating further out of the atmosphere and being in the universe and swimming among the stars and seeing the planets and then experiencing the power of the universe and saying to the universe, my son is looking for X, Y, and Z. Let's go create that for him. And then she'd bring herself back into her body and then she would channel the energy of the universe into her body and create it in real life. And then I would say, mom, I put my bed underneath your bed so that I could get some of that channeled energy down <laughs> into my life. And it worked. So when my mom passed earlier this year, I realized, wait, she hasn't got the physical body anymore. So the way that I can channel that energy is by taking taking a walk in her footsteps. Let me, let me uh, practice meditation and see if I can find Jay's version of what she was able to create. Mm. And it's been an amazing, it started difficult because you meditate and you have voices talking. They're yours, all of them. And they say, hey, you're meditating. <laughs> hey, how's this going? Hey, bro, how's meditation going? Seems a bit quiet here. Let me fill the space with talk. And you, you have to now spend time knowing that that voice exists. 
Mm. And over the months, sometimes I do it more, sometimes I do it less. But the thing I get is I get to have some fun experiencing that floating with the stars and hanging out with my mum and creating a new vision and channeling new energy and seeing where I can place it. There's times, bro, where I meditate and I'm like, let me see how much success I can create for my friends. And then I just have that intention and have some fun with it because they don't know how it's going to be, but I do because I'm meditating. Fun times. So it's, it's kind of like using your intention to create a reality, you know? So why, why, why is it that you think that, um, cause we mainly, and, and, and when we say, um, why is it, do you think that people just focus on the five senses, like what I can smell, touch, see, taste, hear, and if it's not that, it's not real. However, you'll find in many other cultures um, around the world that they, they acknowledge different dimensions, spirituality, mm-hmm. um, 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 meditative state, when you're talking about you know um, floating in the stars, all these things. Why do you think that it's not as popular nowadays? Do you have any ideas or um, thoughts? I have a few ideas on it. I, I feel like if we started with it, we wouldn't look for it. If it was abundant to us, we wouldn't discover it. And we made a choice on a spiritual level to arrive in this space. Like you arrived at Zalon, Northwest London, born and raised, and you made a choice to be this person taking this journey. And because you're this person taking this journey, you don't get to be, uh, I don't know, a Tibetan monk. You don't get to be that. You get to be the guy in London who thinks that everything is, you know, a material world at the start. And then you get to discover there's more of a world. The Tibetan monk, on the other hand, he starts in a community and a culture where everything is spiritual. And maybe along the way, he gets to discover the material world and connect with his humanity. We start maybe in a maybe in a comparative sense we start in the humanity side of being a human in a material human basing everything on our five senses and we get into this stage of our our lives and we say whoa there are more dimensions than what i've been living in Mm. and i feel like with every life there's a discovery and a blessing so we can compare ourselves to people in other cultures who have started and continued in a space of uh, what's the word in the space of spirituality, but they're on their journey. <laughs> and what they found is that there's offerings from our culture, from our upbringing, from our journey that they look at and be like, Oh, for example, they found music. Oh my gosh. Music was the key. And we're looking at them. Oh, they found spirituality. Ah, oh, spirituality was the key. So, the reason why we base our stuff on our five senses is because we have this life. Mm. The reason why, why anybody else in another culture has their experience of spirituality or the universe and cosmic ordering is because that's where they are. Mm. And you've got to be so present with where you're at because that allows you to discover where someone else is at or where you can possibly be at, you know? So then if, if it's about, 
Then does the Grammy if matter? Does the of Grammy matter? But nothing, bro. Nothing actually matters. Right. I said, of course, the Grammy doesn't matter. Right. But when you're in a space of just gratitude, nothing really matters. The mm. only thing that is really present is loving your choices and accepting mm. them. Hey, I've chosen from one of my landmarks and one of my benchmarks in my career to be a Grammy. Bro, I could have chosen for it to be a, a, a road named after me. I could have chosen for it to be 10 million pounds in my bank. But I've chosen for it to be that I can crack the most inappropriate joke in the middle of an acceptance speech mm. so that people realize you don't have to play it safe or play inside the rules to be successful or to be appreciated or to be loved. You can just be yourself. Mm. I've chosen a moment and created that moment. Everybody's mm. moment doesn't really matter. The thing that matters is knowing you can choose. That's so, what really matters. I mean, matters in terms of makes physical. So in, in your recent discovery of meditation, where mm. do you feel that you are your, what, what realization, realizations do you have of self, whether it be mm. um, un, like either understanding or places that need growth? Um, so let me tell you, it's so interesting because even your, your direction of, of question is perfect. And I want to appreciate you for that, bro, because your insight, I can feel your insight when you speak and even ask questions. Um, it makes me realize that when I meditate and when I can go so deep into self that I realize abundance, the thing that I actually get to is that it's not about me. My most major realization is that it's not about me. As soon as I become uh, an expression that is about I, me, us, we, it becomes separatist from something else. Mm -hmm. And the key that I've been exploring in my meditation recently has been abundance. Real abundance is in realizing that I am everyone and everyone is me. So as long as it has been achieved, I don't, I don't care if Jay Moore achieves it, as long as it has been achieved, there's my success. So then it's allowed me to come out of a meditative state and look at somebody else's life and say, well, that person is going to achieve it. And that person over there is going to achieve that. Great. So now that I've seen those come to fruition, I can focus on what I choose. So hmm. meditation for me has really opened up how selfish I've been in my life, how about me, how about us, how about mine, and how my life has been revolving around what I can, I can identify with. And that's an ego-driven life. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's driven me and pushed me and inspired me to create possibilities and opportunities outside of my body, outside of me. Because when it's not about me, there's real wins. Mm. real wins bro bro if you get a grammy i'm happy because it's been achieved mm. the funny thing is is that e even in my in my uh visualization i don't even care who gets the grammy mm. i don't care i just know that i can work with my hands and my you know my brain and i can create really quickly right now 
And then when I expand, I say, oh, wait a minute. Oh, Zalon might be able to create if I just plant that seed. Now that mm. seed of plant that, that I plant and the amount of seeds that I plant X, Y, and Z, wherever I do, at some point it just comes back to me to allow me to do more. Mm. So it's just that it's not about me. That's really been it. Nice. And has has this <clears throat> has this been a uh, uh, has there been any have you noticed any changes in the actual creation of your music from the creation to actually the creativity? Yeah, big time, big time. When I when I used to write songs, ah, mm, do you know what's funny? I can't attribute it to just this being in this stage of my life because of meditation or just because of. I don't know, reading more books. I just know 10 years ago, I was chatting up girls more. So my songs were about chatting up girls. <laughs> Five years ago, my songs were about achieving big goals because I was really pushing to achieve big goals. Now my life is, I'm not, my life is about everyone and creating wealth and abundance everywhere. So then a lot of my songs are going to be about that. Last year, I wrote a song called If I Don't Wake Up Today. Oh, my God. I was just going to right. say, could, could you either sing it yeah. or speak the lyrics? Because just so for the listeners that are listening. Well, I'll tell you a few of the lyrics first. What, 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 one second. I just want to put it in context. Um, for me personally, Jay has a lot of great songs. Jay Moore has a lot of great songs. Mm. But for me, this song is one that has... I guess impacted me on a deeper level because it echoes some of the things that maybe I felt or things that I can I can imagine or challenges that you may come across at some point in your life or concepts that you may think of. So whether you sing it, quote a few parts of it, or you speak it, whatever it is, could you uh, share? I will. So the and thank you for that, Zalon. I appreciate that because that's exactly what I mean. I didn't write a song for me, just about me, for the sake of me. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And the first verse of If I Don't Wake Up Today, it says, If I don't reach tomorrow, and if the sweet Lord takes me home, would you rejoice in my departing? Or would you grieve the loss? Would you play my songs among you and share them with the world? And would you tell my sons about me, tell my daughter who I was and what that means? I love being able to go in and out of speaking and singing this so is freely. This is beautiful. <laughs> you see what you, I mean? He, what so that is, what? I need he, to learn to play guitar because guitar oh, okay, is, and piano are two instruments that you can just turn on and off as you speak. Yeah. Watch me, next gig. So <laughs> a lot of that song and the entirety of the song is have I impacted the world in the years that I've been given? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the whole message of the song. Have I used my time to impact positively in the world? And has the world felt the impact? Because I can talk about how I feel. Yeah, I'm doing stuff. Man, I've donated money. And, you know, I, I gave him a lift from his house to, you know, his girlfriend's house. And I gave him a job. But if the world takes that impact, then it's real. It's matter outside of my mind outside of my ego. And that's, that's what the song is about. That's what, 
that's what I'm here to create is opportunities outside of my body, outside of my my space. You know. Mm. Could you could you could you give us a bit more of the song, please? Okay, so the chorus is, if I don't wake up today. No, no, wait, sorry. There's a bridge before that. <laughs> All right. Sorry, oh, I, I love the song so much. The line, isn't it? You're looking at uh, the line. Yeah, no, no, no. So it is. Just, you know what it is. I I, I love the song. Yeah. Um, and, and feel free if you want to speak a bit, sing a bit, talk a bit, oh. whatever it is. But just break it down in sections because I, I really love it. Okay. Okay, so um, I know that instantly you were in, a, in the space of the rise coming into the chorus. And it says, if I only had the one life, tell me did I live it right? And which is what I was saying just a minute ago, right? And the chorus, <laughs> there's a funny line in it that I wrote for fun, but you'll hear it. If I don't wake up today, do something good for me, or write something nice on my grave, and put some respect on my name. If I don't wake up today, or was it my time to live, or should I have reached a new day? Well, was it my choice either way if I don't wake up today? So that essentially is, you know, the core crux of the song where I'm saying and I'm asking, please let me know that I'm doing more for the world that I'm, than I'm doing for myself, mm. you know? Um, and in, in that same sense, doing more for yourself is doing more for the world. That's what I believe anyway. Yeah. So even after that, there was a point in the second verse where I say, um, did you learn independence or are you lost now that I'm gone? Because for me, there is literally no point in me being in someone's life if they need me. Because if they need me, then I need to still be there, which means they're not independent. They are still trapped inside a system of dependency. Wow. So my life is supposed you to be... You better speak it. You see what I'm saying? Bro? You see yeah. what I'm saying? You better speak it. <laughs> What, what do you say? People at the back of the church. <laughs> um, uh, be careful because I think the mic is peaking a bit. If you look at the the waveform on the screen, be careful going too close to the mic. Yeah? That's so funny because uh, yours says it's peaking and mine doesn't. <laughs> is it? And my, yeah. on my screen, yeah, mine is really quiet in comparison. I'm like Jay's mic is really loud. Whoa. Um, what, what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But just just if you're going to speak louder, just pull back a bit. So, cool. um. Say that again, that they, if they don't have the independence, they're trapped in dependency. Say, how do yeah. you say it? Well, think about this. If, let me put it into real, into real terms. I produce and songwrite. So let's say I come into your life, Zalon, and I say, listen, I know how to use this program that we record on called Logic. Mm. Now, I know how to use it. If in my life I can't show you how to use it, then you will always need either me or someone if you want to record your songs. Mm -hmm. So then my aim is to create the success in your life that you don't need me to record your songs. Mm -hmm. In fact, the biggest success is if I can create you as someone who doesn't need anyone to record your songs, mm. but then you can choose whether or not you have someone present to help you record your songs. Mm. But if you're left with dependency after my presence in your life, then it wasn't worth me being there. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, my, my, my view is similar, but it's done in a different way. Mm. When I advise people, I say the greatest gift is your success. So mm. you using the information in order for you to now be, um, you know, uh, to be able to achieve the things that you want. That's, that's, the, that's the payment that I received. That's it. Yes. You know? 
Um, so continue with the song. So you were saying you got to the, the second... I was in the second verse. Um, second verse. Uh, there's another line in there that says, um, did you learn independence? Already lost, now let him go. Did I leave enough to work with? <laughs> or are you on your own? <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine that people would have a life where if Jay was in their life, oh, I'd be able to get that. But once Jay's gone, oh, I don't have it anymore. Oh, well then, then you're left in the same place that you were in before I got there. <laughs> that's, that's, that would be my nightmare. Bro, if yeah. somebody asked me what I'm scared of, I'm scared of leaving no impact. Mm. My biggest fear is that I'm here for nothing. Same, Jay uh, Mizzle. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say scared, but what, I'm, what I would say is that I am motivated mm. to have a contribution to document mm. my time on this earth. Which is one of the inspirations for this podcast. Mm, yes, bro. Do you understand? Yeah. Because I feel with every creation, it allows for it to, my, my, my and everybody else who has a contribution to infinitely travel through time mm. and to have a contribution to the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. so funny because right now you'll be helping people. And in 10 years, this contribution will still be helping people, but they won't even have the concept of how much this help was needed right now. Mm. And we don't even have a concept of how much this help is needed in 10 years. Right. So, you know, right now we're going through an international a pandemic. This, mm. this whole thing has taken over mm. how life operates on an economic level for countries all over the world yeah. on a person to person level on a connectivity level. And we realize that the music industry has been so fiercely impacted that there are changes happening that if you're not awake to it, if you're not present to it, you're just going to be, you're going to wake up in a nightmare. <laughs> you're going to be like, wait, did, the how did this all happen without my knowledge? Right. Absolutely. And this help that we, that you're here delivering people, allows people in the now to feel powerful in the face of this adversity mm. you know so let's let's talk about that let's talk about the the industry um and mm. how it's transformed um uh how it's transformed firstly do you did, was there anything more you wanted to to sing of your song um did you before we move on no i'm good i feel like you can definitely go on spotify and find it or on Apple, sure. iTunes, and find sure. it, and type in cool. if I don't wake up today, and you're gonna you're gonna have a good time, or you're not. J <laughs> <laughs> more. That's J A I A M O R E. That's right? it. Yeah. Right. So the industry has been impacted. You said that if you're not aware, um, how is it? How has it impacted you personally? Um, and where do you think it's going? So let me start with how it's in impacted me personally, right? Last year, I performed at over 100 gigs last year. So keep in mind, there's 365 days in the year. I performed at, on just under a third of the days available in last year. I love performing. 
every time I'm on stage, I'm able to connect with someone I've never seen before and experience that connectivity, that fun, that adventure. A hundred gigs, over a hundred gigs in 2019. 2020 hit and I was faced with... uh, well, my mum passing in the first place at the beginning of the year. And then after that, coronavirus said, what we're going to do is we're going to cancel all of these gigs, (laughs) all of 2020, whatever you had going on in terms of performing live to big audiences all around the world, I'm going to take that down to zero in a click of a finger. And the impact of that not only financially, because obviously there's an industry here that is the suffering, but also in terms of emotionally, what that has done is that has said, I'm going to take that connection that you're finding and I'm going to put a barrier there. And this is me talking as if coronavirus has a personality, right? I'm going to put a barrier <laughs> in you and the people you love connecting with. Now you've got to find another way. And... So there's that massive challenge that the whole industry is going through where we can't perform for a major part. Interestingly, there are rules in place that even if they say we can perform, we can't perform because big crowds is what we do. So (laughs) until they say big crowds is a thumbs up, we're, we're definitely muted down to a few, a few hundred maybe at a time, if that, um, so there's that. What was the second half of what you were just asking? How's it impacted me? And how do I see it going forward? Yeah, where do you see it going forward? So whew, this, that's maybe the, the most important question anyone could ask when it comes to the music industry. Um, so let me start with this. One thing I know is every time I keep my ear to the ground and I focus on keeping myself informed, keeping myself inspired, by current times, I'm able to see the future with positive eyes. That's for the starters. And then the second thing that I realize is we are, we are being driven forward in our innovation, in our business, um, business savviness, in our ability to create, I guess, a, a new landscape. But we're doing, we're being, it's being done by force. We now have to be um, so on the ball because there is an industry, there's a level of the industry that is made up of people who, whose job is to find out how to keep the business going. And what I mean by that is, how can we create economic growth and success by using the musicians as our commodity? That's not a win for the musicians. That's a win for the business, for the businesses, for the companies. But the wins for the musicians are always in the ability to express authentically to the world. And sometimes those two initiatives, working for the business and working for the music, they're going to be at loggerheads. They're going to be against each other. So right now, I see moving forward a big opportunity for the musicians of the industry to take control of their industry and be really smart about how we create opportunities to express to the world. And on the other hand, I also see a massive opportunity for the businessmen and women of our industry 
to connect the necessity of a musician to express with business. And if those two things are done, man, it will be an amazing music industry. Mm. Um, the unfortunate pattern that I see so much in the, in the game is that the businessmen and women who are solely about business, they don't tend to think about anything beyond the money. Mm. Now, if you, if you keep your eyes on the money, it's great for continuity of the economy, but it's going to be terrible for how musicians are. Like I've recently seen, um, I, I sent to you a few days ago or last week, a video clip from a YouTuber called Damien Keys, And he was talking about a big contract by one of the big labels, um, big agents who do some of the biggest tours in the world. They're Live, Live Nation, right? Say again? Yes, Live Nation. Live Nation. And what they were essentially doing in the contract is they were saying, this industry has become so risky, we're going to put all the risk on the musician. The musician has to take out the insurance. The musician has to pay for their own travel. If something goes wrong, the musician's cut will be the first thing to get cut. The, the musician has to, if the musician drops out of a, a gig for any reason whatsoever, the musician pays double its fee back to the agent. The promoter, the um, the the app. You, as a musician, we find we're going to find it less and less easy to feel free in our expression because there are going to be so many worries placed around our talents, so many measures placed around our talents to protect the companies, the businesses, and this is just one example. So this is why I say, if the musicians can get clued up to the level they need to be and become better in the business, we can create a focus on expression, on music, rather than a focus on uh, economy and just solely business. Does that make sense? Mm. Um, I, I, I have a slightly different view. Um, well, no, when I say slightly different, firstly, I think that it's called the music business. And yeah. the reason why um, artists and business have been operating the way that they, they do is because they each serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like the creatives, like their passion and their driving force is, um, is about expression of self and, 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 and conveying messages and feelings and emotions. Whereas the business is learning how to package that and to actually create a sustainable business. Now, if you don't have two of them, if you don't have the both of them that exist, then um, it's very difficult for the business person to create authentic expressions. And it's very difficult sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Uh, for the creative to stop being creative and think about marketing strategies and, and pricing, pricing, um, uh, uh, pricing points um, in order to get the most bang for your buck because they are different sides of the brain, different types of skills. Mm -hmm. you, you, you are incredibly lucky if you're able to do both. Um, we, also, we also have something, even within the creators, there's still a split, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have different eras that are coexisting at the same time. Yeah. You have the people who um, have been in music since the days of vinyls. 
Um, they were born when vinyls were being sold. So in essence, they are they're always trying to trade their art for money. So a direct trade. I made this. I spent X. I want Y. Then you have the ones who have grown up with no CDs, mini discs, um, vinyls, tapes, nothing. They've just grown up through streaming. And so for them, it's about awareness and it's about shareability. <clears throat> now, I believe that it's a mixture going forward past the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 situation. It's going to be a mixture of all of it is going to be important. So, for example, the person who had the vinyls, they have to understand that in order to create the art form, there has to be an initial investment. But it's not going to come at a, come at a cost. The music's going to be a lost leader, right? But the music is going to be used to sell something, which goes back to the vinyl. People, people who grew up in the vinyl era, they understand about physical products and services. So in, in a way, it's like you have to understand both. I'm going to invest in this. Do you mind if I interject real quick? Sure, there, sure. There's a part in there and there's, a, there's an energy in there that always worries me. And maybe mm. you can clear up this worry, right? Mm. So the thing that I find in that, in that partnership between the musicians and the business people, and like mm. you said, you, you're lucky if you can be both at the same time, right? Mm. That partnership between business people and musicians, to me, it tends to feel like the business people are, because they're business savvy, they are able to exploit the musicians as a commodity to sell X. So the musician is able to make music that is able to translate to more people. So you can sell this new trainer or this new product or this new laptop or this new lifestyle. The musician, on the other hand, it feels like the musician tends to be exploited by this. And the fact that they don't know how to do business means they just keep making music until they are rinsed, tired, and then a new crop comes in. So the business people can stay the same. You'll find a more and more successful businessman over a 20-year career, but you'll find a more and more tired musician over a 20-year career for the um, inside the same kind of partnership. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The thing is, um, when, I'm, when I'm speaking about this, I'm not necessarily talking about what's right. I'm right. saying what is. What is. Okay, I get you. From my perspective. Yeah. Um, and this is the reason why I think it's important for artists to study business. This mm. is the reason why I started my course. This is the reason why I created a book in the um, during the lockdown mm. of how singers can make money from um, from ho online and from home. Yeah. Is to be out allow that business entrepreneurial spirit to start planting the seeds in their mind, so they can start thinking of other options in order for them to. To, to, to be able to create their art form and to not have to give away their their powers and their rights because mm -hmm. they are it is a choice it it might be the best choice um pertaining to their current circumstance but it is a choice they don't have to go to um uh, these big platforms but they can if they understand the bigger picture if they take a zoom out and they realize we're not trying to tell we're not trying to sell music we are actually um the 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 music is the marketing so we're actually trying to sell a product or a brand i mean a product 
we're trying to sell a product or a, or, or a service, mm-hmm. right? But the music is the marketing for that thing. For mm-hmm. example, we say, um, like uh, Kanye West is a billionaire, but Kanye's music was the one that made his brand popular, but his biggest revenue came from his fashion. So once he got into a position, he was able to speak about, speak about, hey, you know, um, fashion, I'm passionate about fashion, fashion, fashion. And then he had a trainers. And so people buy his trainers and he's become a billionaire. Um, A large majority of it has become a billionaire. Now, I always believe when you see somebody at the top echelons of your market doing something, you can replicate it on your level. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, you might not have a billion dollar business, but you could have a a thousand year business, you know, where you've created the, 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 the product or the service and your whole intention is to create an awareness for something that's also going to bring value for people. Because it's always about bringing value. Remember, it's not about us. So if your product or service fulfills a need or a desire for the marketplace and your 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 content also creates that marketing for it, then now you're starting to get into a space where the money that you invest in the music is to promote your product or service. The money is regenerated from your product or your service, and then you can keep on putting it back into the music. And also, additionally, I believe that singers um, are now just communicators. And the reason why I believe that is because, firstly, we... Before you say, sorry, before you say why you believe that, explain, explain for me and everyone listening more what you mean by that when you say singers aren't singers singers are communicators what does that mean so like what is i guess a good question let me see if i can hopefully i can like uh articulate in the way that's in my brain as to why i'm saying this Mm -hmm. um so singing is melody um is, is it's like an expression of like a melody, but you're conveying a message. You're, you're just communicating something. Oh, I love this girl. I da, da, da. You're just conveying. It's just a form of communication, mm-hmm. right? And in the, the online world, if you sing a song, um, if you uh, post a gift or a picture or a video or a single or an album, each of them are in a forum that is fighting for attention. Mm. And each of them have the possibility of gaining someone's attention. Mm-hmm. We think that a song is more important than a post. But if you made a post and Barack Obama responded to that post and it went viral and everybody, the newspapers picked up on it, that could propel your career. Mm. So that post doesn't become more, that post becomes more important than your songs that you've ever created because that was mm. the catalyst for it. So when you see yourself as a communicator, then you actually realize that you have multiple ways of communicating your brand message. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. And it's not just the form of just audio. So, for example, this is a podcast. There are people who will consume this content and they will feel like they have a different level of connection to the speakers that are on here because they've spent a portion of time. And they may feel that connection deeper than listening to a three-minute song. Does that now mean that 
this is more important than that or that's more important than this. They're all the same. Mm. It just depends on... And so when you see yourself as a communicator, you realize that you're armed with all forms of communication to build value. Mm. And then that value is how you can use it to create awareness for your products and your business or service, right? Mm. Um, and that's how you sustain yourself in the new digital age in music. I no longer think it's just about perform, um, just about selling music. And we know that that performances um, are vulnerable. Having a performance, we never know if we can get locked down again. What are you going to do? You know. So it's like if you have a system, like for example, um, if you have a system, like I received um, uh, royalties within this time. Mm-hmm. I received. People bought my merchandise, my Zalo merchandise within this time because mm-hmm. the value of my content has been out there and they're like, oh, that's really cool. Ah, you got clothing. I want to buy it. And so I feel like going forward, it's having your communication tools that help to build up everything else around you. That's where I think we're going next. And I think that's where artists need to focus. Mm. I fully agree. I fully agree. Yeah. I am... Um... It's so interesting because this here feels like for a musician, for an artist, this feels like the connection to being more of a businessman, being a bit more of a businesswoman. And the reason why I'm so inspired by this is because me personally, I have had such a long career of being just about music. So much so that when Mm. someone said, oh, Jay, you need to be a bit more business savvy. I was Mm. like, no. (laughs) No, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be more business savvy. (laughs) I want to be even more music savvy. But what Mm. that ended up being was uh, uh, scenario after scenario where I would love, I would have enjoyed the expression of the music, giving it out, performing it, seeing hundreds of people singing my songs back, all of that, and then feeling unsatisfied somehow. Oh, it's going to be difficult to do this uh, again and again and again because I haven't set myself up to do this again and exactly. again. Exactly. And you know, listen, so what happens is mm. what people don't realize, and this is especially if there's any singers or creatives out there. So for example, having a, having finance as a focus part of your business, business, right? And business mm. is, is about finance. Having a, having finance around your art is integral. And I'll tell you why, if we look at it in music, um firstly to if you don't produce you have to hire a studio Mm. if you need live music you need to pay musicians Mm. um and you might need to pay them for their fee and then buy them out of their for their rights so that you own it then um that process is not just one day some days you'll have to hire a studio for multiple days Mm. a three-minute song doesn't necessarily last it doesn't it doesn't take three minutes to make it it takes quite a while right then you have to pay for the producer i don't know if i said that the producer and the producer is the one who is uh you know recording the the music into the computer whether they're playing it themselves or whether they're playing um they're they're recording the instruments that the musicians are playing oh you might need to uh, tech staff you might need to hire tech staff who are going to set up the equipment maybe you need to pay for them yeah. then you need to mix it mixing is the volumes so making sure that the drums aren't too high versus the piano so you have to pay for a mixer that may be a separate person from the producer 
then you need to pay for a mastering um, a mastering on the song. A mastering is basically raising the volume of the um, the, the track, yeah, yeah and mm. getting different frequencies to, to to be embellished in the audio. Um, then, after you've done that, that's just step one. Mm. Then you need to pay for a photographer, but then you need to buy clothes in the photography space. Then you need to do videography, which you to shoot a music video. And that means you may need to pay the actors or any, anybody that you have in there. You might need clothes. You need a budget for that. Mm-hmm. And that's still step one, right? <laughs> you might need to do content, <laughs> right? Know, wait, let me stop you. Somebody, somebody listened to this said, no, no, this is step two, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is step zero. This is step, you have moved forward, no. <laughs> this is step zero because nothing ain't happened yet, right? <laughs> this is all in your bedroom. You know, you can organize this for your bedroom. Nothing ain't happened yet. Then you have to do marketing. Now, there's two forms of marketing, Right. You have one where you create consistent content over a period of time and then you develop an audience that consistently keep coming back. Like, for example, if I keep creating this podcast and people enjoy it, they will keep on coming back to it. Then that's a marketplace that will, that um, is an opportunity for me to be able to share other products and services that I have. Or you can get you can leverage the resources of people who already have your audience, but you're going to have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. So you have a pay with time or money, or mm-hmm. you can, or you can have, um, you can um, go to people who already have an audience, but then that's time of sitting down, trying to negotiate all that kind of stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then you have to understand if you're going to be doing that, that's still time and effort and energy, right? Yeah. Um, because what happens is sometimes we don't, we don't even, um, we don't um, put, we don't calculate that our time that we spent doing something, we don't put a value on it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and that even all of this is still step one. Exactly. Step one. Then, yeah. so you got the, you got the, you got the PR. Then you have, um, uh, let's say even there. Yeah. And at that point is after that point, after you spent all of that money, then you then wait to see, if the money is going to come back to you, right? Yeah. And if you don't work out how to make money in that process, then you can never repeat that again, or you're going to have to go and work. Which is going to- <laughs> Wait, you know, the reason why that's so funny and I laugh is because of the amount of times I've done step one. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen to me. Uh, step one, like I, I have this, um, I have this course which I'm, I'm launching, right? And it's like yeah. the seven steps for a successful independent artist, right? Yeah. Um, and I worked out that there are seven key stages mm. for an artist to be able to um, to progress. And the reason why is that for many years I was stuck on like step one and step two, like I could never get past it yeah. because I never found a way of generating the finance to be able to reinvest back into myself. Mm. Do, you, do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know what's interesting is I felt, I feel the same. I feel like only in the past five years of my career, did I find a method of creating the resources 
to let me go through my cycle a few times and try out different things. Because what happened before is I'd go through my cycle one time, spend so much money on getting, getting to a point of having a, having a song that is, you know, finished and having a product, a package around it. I just didn't have the money to do it a second time. Yeah, um, and, and, and I wish when we were younger, because right. what we'd done is we, our focus was on creating good music, right? Mm, yeah. um, and and, and um, I wish our focus was on... Creating good business. Yeah, because if you create good business, it still incorporates good music. Yes. But good music doesn't, inc- doesn't necessarily mean you're doing good uh, business yeah and you need mm. the business it's the music business and mm. and so many creatives I, I really hope that there's so many creatives that will hear this and it will create a shift for them to realize why like don't get me wrong you can sit in your room and you can create records you know and then it can blow up for you and you can keep putting out songs that can blow up for you mm. i'm not saying that that's not what i'm saying but i am saying that you don't have to have a hit and you can have a comfortable career and a comfortable life mm-hmm. if you do good business. That's yeah. what I am saying. And that then you're not reliant upon the industry or feel like you're being exploited. Then you can use those platforms to your benefit rather than feeling that you're, at, you know, I'm, I'm putting all this money in and I've just made 10p. Mm. But I've just put in a couple of grand, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so hopefully that this will create a shift in some uh, musicians' uh, plan and how they can incorporate more of the business around their passion. Mm. Do you know what you've just done for me? And I'm so grateful to you for this, bro, because, not because, what you've just done for me is you really put into context what it is that I am here to give to people as value. I know a lot of artists and musicians and producers that I work with and work for who look to me for guidance on how to, to, to do the things that I've done. And I have theories about how to do more, take take steps further. But I I know I can get artists to the stage that I've I've been to. Mm. And one of the things that is so important in that now, rather than just being about, well, do you know what? Let me show you how to really turn this idea in your head into a song that communicates. I think there's more, which is showing people what business moves that I've made to get to here. And then also pointing out people who have gone further and saying, well, listen, let me show you the people that you can go and talk to who have taken steps further in the business side of it so you can get to there. And that's a massive thing to offer right now, especially in the music industry, is allow, you know, budding musicians and even, you know, longer in the tooth musicians access to that value and that understanding about how to move the business forward in your career. Because this will protect us from, not protect, this will give us the freedom to choose who we work with in the business side of it. Because you might find someone who doesn't, you, they don't occur to you as working for your best interest. And then you still have to figure out how to work with them if you don't understand how to choose your direction in your career. And so I guess one of the biggest things to offer is that freedom to choose. Hey, let me show you as much as I know about business so you can choose what you do next. You can exploit you or you can allow someone to exploit your music because that's actually good business in some time, you know? Mm. So So you mean, I mean, mean, look, we could take, let's say you have a musician, right? You're not an artist or whatever, but you could be a musician. Let's say Mm. you're a bass player. 
mm-hmm. right? Like, firstly, social media um, and the communication through social media is all forms of marketing. So, for yeah. example, I'm just this is just things I'm just throwing at the top of my head. I haven't thought mm-hmm. about it. Great, but you can have a bass player, and he's like, you know what? My gigs are, you know, um, uh, you know, lack of gigs or whatever. You know, he, he what he potentially could do is he could create content online talking about like in, from an educational point of view mm-hmm. by saying like, hey, this is re- the reason why I was inspired by bass or he, here's some of the greatest bass players and why. And mm-hmm. like, let me break down this complicated move or let me teach you how to play a basic riff that you can use for. And he could create all of these types of content and these videos. Right. And then at the back end of it, he could be creating a, a cleaning product that cleans your bass. Mm. That bass players around the world can 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 buy from him. Um, he could create, maybe he could create his own bass. Mm. You know, maybe you know, um, maybe he could create um, uh, like uh, the the you know, like the the carry case that yeah. he could have a soft case that he can carry around. Maybe he has his own one, and that he has some innovation with it that he finds out. Maybe his pick, you know, he can make his his own pick that also doubles up as um, um, I don't know, as a key ring. I'm just saying that yeah. you can be very innovative and creative, but at the same time, um, even as a musician, you can be adding value. Mm. Like the cleaning product. I don't know any bass players who are thinking like your bass. I don't know if, it may, listen, bass players maybe say, oh my God, how can you clean a bass? That's the worst thing you can do to it. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is. But hopefully you can understand the concept. It's trying yeah. to think outside of, I play bass, and that's it. Mm. <laughs> that's it. Sorry, the thing that I wrote down from what you were speaking just now was the word innovate. Mm. Like what you what you literally did there for somebody that's not even your craft is you you spoke out maybe three or four different business offerings that a bass player might be able to explore. Mm. And keep in mind, a bass player knows the bass player world. So mm. if they keep in their mind the concept of innovation, they could find potentially 30, 50, 1,000, right? So Absolutely. as a singer, for example, you constantly, bro, Zalon, <laughs> wait, let me just say for people listening, we used to, do you mind me saying, bro? Oh, you can cut it no, out if you don't like it. We used to, <laughs> so, <laughs> we used to so you know, guys, if you don't hear this part, you know, you know why. It'd be like a boo, and I think that boo. <laughs> uh, so we used to say, Zalon turns water into wine. Yeah. And the reason why we said that was because Zalon used to walk into rooms and used to see things that didn't exist and create them out of the things that do exist. So mm. it was so crazy to see because we'd walk into the same rooms sometimes, bro. I'd walk into a room and you'd walk into a room. And I'd be mm. like, oh, wow, this room is full of, let's say, this room is full of diamonds. Oh, my God, I can take these diamonds and sell them. And you'd walk into the same room. I'm going into a metaphor now, obviously. You'd walk into the same room and you say, oh my God, this room is full of diamonds. Let's build a second earth. (laughs) 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 Granted, a week later, there's a second earth. And it'd be like, but it was diamonds before. And Mm. that type of innovation is so important, I think, in being a musician at this time, bro. Because Mm. if you, if, Singers, musicians continue to create their career the way they have been and the way we have been over the past five to ten years. 
the new way of thinking is going to be in such full effect, there's not going to be space in the world for, for those old careers, you know? Like, for example, what, there are people who focus their whole attention on selling uh, cassette tapes in their career still. But we don't even use the players that play cassette tapes. Mm. So it just, it means that you can't sell in line with other musicians who are selling alongside the new business construct that is in existence, you know? Mm. Um, so you've got to innovate. You've got to use what is now and create yourself in a space that gives you wins. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Fair, I'm still learning that myself, man. There's, there's some musicians that used to play with some of the biggest artists, whether they're rock, pop, you know, live music. They used to do the big tours. And these are, you know, older musicians. And now in the charts, you have the younger artists who are now using the digital music. So their services aren't required in the same way mm. because everything is more programmed now. And then secondly, they, um, they don't, like, they're the music, older musicians aren't going to hang around with these young kids and the young kids are going to want their friends to go on tour with them, you know, mm -hmm. to press a button to DJ or like, you know, to play on top of it. Um, and so more and more, the older generation are being phased out. Their opportunities are being phased out because there's a whole new wave of musician and approach to music. And so if they, if they don't, if they haven't set up a, um, something, a, a business or a royalty-based situation, um, then it will become more and more challenging. I mean, for myself, I always like to look into the future and I always like to think, um, like, well, if I keep doing this, then, you know, where, like, where does, where's this going to go for mm. me, you know? Like, for me, you know, even the concept of, like, music. Music, for me, is about an authentic expression. Mm -hmm. uh, but currently it's how I earn my bread and butter, how I, how I earn, right. It's, yeah. it's I go out and I tour and everything. I used to do like a hundred shows a year, but as my profile's raised, I only do, I don't know, 10 or so a year or so mm -hmm. kind of thing now. Right. Um, but the aim is like that you don't have to do anything, mm. meaning it's a choice. Yeah. And I feel like for my future, that's really important for it to be a choice, not uh, not that a necessity. Oh, I need to do this too. Because the art of business, like true business, is money works for you, you don't work for money. Mm -hmm. Whereas the art of music is I am present in every capacity being here with this thing, with you, whether it's in the studio recording. And that's okay. But I don't want to be a slave to that. To the, to the to the art, I want it. I want it to be a choice because I feel that that's when I can be authentic in my expression because it's not for a need of I have to. It's a need of I feel I have something to say or I feel I want to. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm grateful in a space that even in this coronavirus, everything was shut down, and I know that um, a lot of people were like putting like contents out, doing concerts. I didn't feel compelled to. I didn't feel like I had something to say right now, mm -hmm. and I felt like that's okay because I didn't need to. And um, I, I, for me, that's what's important is having the option to choose when I want to do things, when I don't want to do things. See, the you know? power that you've got in there that I see and that I love um, is you've been able to see what your career looks like doing 100 gigs a year and doing maybe 10, 10 to 15 gigs a year. 
And you can now, you're choosing from, as in from experience. And this is the thing that I love about, about, you know, creating opportunities is, okay, I did it that way and I've done it that way. So I can either do it this way that I've seen or do it that way that I've seen or create a new way that I haven't seen yet. Mm. And the, the whole thing in terms of the creating the business structure around it, how economically it works, how financially it works is that aspect. And there's something interesting you said about being, how to be in music and being a slave to the music because you've seen yourself at some point as the slave to the music and mm-hmm. you see yourself as not the slave to the music mm-hmm. and you found your preference and you choose to take a direction that works for you. And yeah. interestingly, when you said that, what came up in my mind is I have seen myself as a slave to the music and not a slave to the music. I've seen myself as so separate that I haven't written for years for myself, but I've maybe written for other people or I've chosen to write poems for, for a while or chosen to not do any music for a while. And I've found myself in the space of realizing I love being a slave to the music. I, I mm. literally love it. It's mm. almost like that's an opportunity to me, right? Mm. Like I owe it to the expression of my emotions through music. Mm. And it's, it's funny because we as musicians have an opportunity now to mm. have that same exploration mm. focused in the business side. Listen, as musicians, we're going to keep on either making music or not. We're going to keep on writing songs or not, because we are always driven in music somehow or other. Mm. But we have an opportunity when we still have, while there's lockdown and while there's measures in place that might prevent us from going out and making money the way we were making it in 2019, Mm. we have an opportunity to discover and choose new ways of making the economy and finances work around our music. Mm. And that's so important because we need to be the owners. Mm. And I don't mean in the sense of we need to be the only people making the money and the choices, but Mm. we need to be the owners in the sense of we need to be able to create the power to say that I chose whether or not I went left or right. Mm. Fully, it was out of choice. It was I experienced a a point, a, a fork in the road, and I mm. chose left. Not mm. that I went left because it seems like that's the only way that was available. Mm. We have a choice right now. There's Listen, I, I've been watching and I really hail him up. It's, it's done so well. Um, it's done so well for me listening online to, to people who have done, um, who've done so much in their career offering advice, saying, oh, do this in business or try that in business and see that in business. And Mm. I'm now able to expand my business mind Mm. so that I can create more choices for my music. Mm. And the better I do in exploring the business side of of my career, the more freedom I have in where and how I can create and express and explore my music. Mm. And that's the opportunity that we have right now where they're saying, oh, you're not going to perform. Okay, if you're not going to perform in the way that I was before, Let me use some of that time that I have now Mm. and create a bigger world for myself, Mm. you know? So that's kind of where I'm seeing, going right back to a question you asked before, that's where I'm seeing this going. (laughs) Right. No, (laughs) no, 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 perfect, perfect. So listen, I I, I am loving this discussion and I I actually, I want to bring you back on because... 
Like I feel like we covered so many, um, so many topics. Mm. Um, but I'd love to have you back on. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed us talking about the the spiritual aspect and also the music mm. and the perspective and sharing thoughts and ideas as well. Um, before I go, can we just can you just tell people a bit about yourself? Mm. Um, um, and like where they can find you or any projects you got coming up or anything like that. For sure. So my name's Jay Amore, as Alan said at the earlier part of the podcast. My name's Jay Amore, singer, Northwest London. Um, you can find me online. Uh, my website, Jay Amore World, spelled J A I A M O R E World, like world. .co.uk. Um, you can also find me on all your socials, literally all of your socials as Jay Amore, J A I A M O R E. So wherever you use your internet, just look me up, check me out, and hit me up. Um, and I'm really, I'm, I'm really here in it. I'm, I'm, there is no barrier between the people that communicate with me and me communicating back. Um, I love releasing music, and I love releasing music with the people who listen. So we make our, my music happen together. Um, and it's so funny. I nearly slipped the tongue, and it's I call it a Freudian slip where I nearly said our music, and it is our music. We create it together. Um, that's what my career is for. So um, hit me up, Jay Amore, on all your socials, J-A-I-A-M-O-R-E. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming. Um, if you're listening to me for the first time, um, this is Conversations with Zalon. I was inspired to create this because, as you can see from this conversation, we have so many thoughts and ideas which we are expressing and perspectives um, that we're sharing um, that I just always felt like it would be really powerful for people to get a window into the types of conversations that I have. I'm Zalon. I'm a soul singer uh, from the UK. Um, My story, I've always been passionate about music. Uh, Probably first was introduced into the industry, mainly was working with Amy Winehouse. Um, and then I started touring by myself. I have my own festival, UK festival called the Soul Royalty Festival. Um, what else? I have uh, merchandise, Zalon merchandise. You guys are feel free to, to get that from my website, um, zalononline.com. And I'm, I'm Zalon Music on all platforms. So all platforms you can find me, Zalon Music. Just type it into Google. I want to thank you for your time here. Give us, like, please share this. Um, please share this, please tag us in and please give us feedback, maybe things that you want to hear, um, what you liked, what you didn't like, if you have a different perspective. Um, all of it adds to the conversation that helps us to elevate. Some of the thoughts and feelings that we have today may change over time and that's okay. We're human beings and that's what we do. We're here to grow, we're here to, to change, to, to transform. Um, but join us in that quest Um, for discovery of self and discovery of each other. Um, This is Zalon signing out, and I want to thank you for listening. Take care.